friends. Welcome back to the She Gets It podcast. This is Lauren. I am here, of course, with my co-host, Dawn. And we recently shared part one of a get to know us episode where we shared a little bit more about how Dawn and I actually met. Yes, we are business besties in real life. Um, And just, you know, how this podcast came about, what our vision and goals were for the podcast and the community that we are trying to build here. But we thought it would be fun to dive a little bit deeper into each of our personal lives a little bit more and share maybe some juicy details about our entrepreneurial journey, like motherhood, you know, things that we're like super crazy proud of, things that maybe we're like struggling with, just so that you guys can kind of get to know us on a little bit of a deeper level. And we decided we're actually going to break this into a part two and part three. So today I'm going to be interviewing Dawn, going to be asking her some questions and just having her share her journey with us a little bit more. And then on part three, she'll do the same for me. So let's go ahead and dive in. Dawn, how are you doing today? I am good. Um, Also, I'm laughing at myself because I just popped a mint in my mouth and I know you're on Zoom and it doesn't matter to you, but I have fresh breath for our conversation today. So there you go. Thank you. I do not. I have Del Taco breath and Diet Coke breath. So (laughs) thank heavens you are a phone screen away. Really? Yeah. I'm just just being considerate of this conversation. (laughs) Um, you're so funny No, but there is something I think just about being interviewing, like whether it's real life or in person, I totally have done that where I've thrown a mint or like a piece of gum in my mouth because there's just this level of like confidence that comes like, okay, breath check. I'm good. Like, yeah. I'm like, okay, get ready. She's interviewing you, Dawn. Okay. That is so, so funny. Okay. I want to take us back like a few years ago before you and I ever met why don't you tell me, like, I just want to like, kind of know, like, like from the beginning about your entrepreneurial, am I saying that right? Entrepreneurship, entrepreneurial journey. So how did you start your business and tell us more about your business and like, kind of what's that backstory? Like, what did you always know you wanted to be an entrepreneur or was this something that you kind of like came into organically? What's the story? Okay. Backstory. Before I started my business. Wait, rewind even more. I went to college. Okay. <laughs> wait, rewind. I, it was a dark night. I was born into this world. Oh yeah. There, there. We'll start there. Coming out of my mother's womb. No, I'm kidding. No. Um, okay. College. I went to college. And I was going to be a nurse. Um, I'm now an accountant. So that didn't happen. Maybe I'll go back to school one day to be a nurse. But anyway, went to college. I was going to be a nurse. Um, Something about it, like I did all the prereqs for it. And when it was time to actually apply for the nursing program, something just kind of felt off. And so I did it. And I waited for it to feel right. And it wasn't feeling right. So I switched my major to a business major because that's it's super a good general, general major. Yeah. yeah. It's super general. So I did business. And in my first semester of now declaring a new major as a business major, I took an accounting course. And I will say school came pretty easy for me. Um, 
accounting was one of the first classes that I had to actually like study for. And for that reason, I loved the class because I was now putting effort into it and it felt rewarding when I did well on a test. And like, I felt like I was actually learning these things. You were feeling Um, challenged. (laughs) Yes. And I love a good challenge. That's actually, that's a current thing I'm working on is not everything has to be a challenge, Dawn. (laughs) It's okay (laughs) for things to come easy. Um, But anyway, loved the challenge and decided, okay, I'm going to start studying accounting more. And the thing about this is I, I didn't change my major to accounting. I just started taking more accounting classes because I couldn't see the vision of being an accountant. I was like, that's the last thing I want to be. You think of an old man, it's a stuffy work environment. They've got their briefcase. They sit in a cubicle, like no, no way. I mean, I'm an introvert, but I'm not that introverted. Like, right. I needed a little bit more excitement. Um, and so I couldn't quite see the vision, but I kept taking classes and college is so short. Next thing you know, I was graduating with an accounting degree, not knowing what I wanted to do. And I landed an internship with a small firm. So I started working there and they worked with small businesses. In fact, I started working at that firm when there were only three people employed there. Like it was a tiny firm. And because it was such a small firm, a lot of responsibility was thrown at me from the start. And that means I got to talk with all of the clients and work with them on bookkeeping and taxes and all of these things. And I loved it so much. And I ended up staying there for, I think three years. Yeah. I I worked there for three years. And I, when I left, I was the manager. So at the point of leaving, I was managing the whole firm, doing all the billing, taking all the intake calls. Like I was actually running the business without running the business. My, my boss was a little checked out at the time. He had a bit of a traumatic event. He checked out. I ran the business. It completely burnt me out. And then I quit. (laughs) And then that was around the time that my husband was, we had both graduated from grad school. And so we were looking at moving anyway. And so I quit my job. I started nannying again because being with kids, like I just wanted to get back to my roots. So I was like, I'm going to go watch some kids this is, I grew up babysitting. I grew up watching my siblings. Like I love kids. I know this. Let me just get back to my roots. So I started. Okay, so that's, that's interesting. So you yeah. like getting back to your roots. I mean, when you were originally wanting to do nursing, was it like pediatric nursing that you were wanting to do? Or have you like always wanted to work with kids or what did that look like? Um, I couldn't decide if it was pediatrics or ER. Cause I really wanted the excitement of ER. I, I just wanted to help. I'm really good in stressful situations. And I was like, ER being an ER nurse sounds so cool and exciting. Um, a challenge. <laughs> it yes. really tests your skills. <laughs> do you see a pattern here, Lauren? <laughs> I do. So, um, no, but that's okay. So it's, I think it's so interesting. Like when we go through a burnout season though, like how, we want to go back to what feels comfortable for us. So it sounds like you're like, I just want to go back to something simple, not mindless because taking care of kids as we know is not mindless, but just like something simple. 
yeah. no pressure. The world's not yeah. going to fall, like crumble around us. Like we get yeah. to sit and play on the floor with kids. It was simple. It was happy. It was fun. I, it, it was two cute little kids that I got to babysit and I introduced them to my, all of my friends had kids and they did a play group together every week. And so I was like, great, you coming to this play group. And I signed them up for like an indoor gym and we went to the indoor gym and we were out and about doing all sorts of things. It was really fun. I loved it. And it really did help me recover, um, which was good because that only lasted for a few months. And then my husband got a job where we live now. We're in E from Utah, which as I'd like to call it is the middle of nowhere, Utah. So I don't know if you know this, but my husband moved from when he moved from Hawaii, when he was 12 years old, they moved to Manti. So we're very familiar with like Manti Ephraim area. And it is truly the middle of nowhere. It is. Yeah. And you've told me that story before. And I'm like, why would they move here? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing here. Um, so yes, we moved here. And this whole time when I was like nannying those kids, I had a couple of clients at my old firm. Cause like I said, I managed the firm, worked with all the clients. I had a couple of clients who had my personal number. Um, and they would text me like, Don, we want to work with you. Don, where'd you go? Like, do you, are you at a new firm yet? Can we work Don. with you there yet? <laughs> and I didn't. And so it was really easy for me to say, no, like, remember I was burnt out. I didn't want to, even if I could. And yeah. so it was really easy for me to say no, because I'm like, I'm not doing that right now. Like I'm a nanny, <laughs> like completely took a step back. So we are in Utah. It's been, um, six months since I had quit my job and I'm recovering a little bit more. I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing. I am. Okay. I forgot this part of the story. I am doing interviews at this time, um, for different firms as we're looking at where we're moving to. So I did some interviews. We were thinking we were going to move to Boise. We love Boise. One day we'll live in Boise. But I did some interviews for firms in Boise, got some great offers. Nothing quite felt right, though. So said no. Did some interviews. um, San Jose, that's where I'm from. That's where my family lives. Did some interviews there. Got some even better offers. And one of the firms, I really, I fell in love with it. I wanted to say yes so bad, but Michael was our priority. And he didn't have a job in that area. It was very competitive for him. So I said, no. And like all of these things are happening and I'm getting offers and nothing is quite feeling right. So I just follow Michael to Utah. I'm like, what am I going to do in the middle of nowhere in Utah? Because remote accounting firms weren't very popular at this time. Everything has become a lot more popular since COVID remote wise. Right. Yeah. It wasn't popular at this time. So as much as I love these firms and they would have easily hired me remote now, a few years ago, that wasn't a thing. So their systems, it's a big security breach for accountants. You have to have a real good high security. So they weren't set up for that. Mm, Okay. That makes sense. So I'm trying to figure it out. And Michael, and then one of my uh, friends from my old firm, they kept telling me like, start your own business, Dom, start your own business. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like I would never done that. Been there, done that. That was overwhelming (sighs) running a business. Yeah, it was overwhelming to me. It was more so also the liability because we're talking about accounting and taxes. It's a big liability thing. And I was like, no, I don't want that. Thank you. Like I like doing the work. I didn't want 
to be the last person signing off on everything. Um, that makes so much sense because I find so much comfort in using an accountant instead of doing my own taxes, even though I'm sure I could figure out how to do my own taxes because my business isn't like so incredibly like booming that I need someone to help me, but I love using you for this, for the pure fact that I'm like, if they messed up, they're going to be the ones that will help me fix it. Exactly. Like, like, it's not going to come down all on me. Like, it's also going to, I'm going to have someone to help me fix it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's my name now. That's my name on everything. (laughs) But yes, that was a hurdle to jump through. Um, And so January, 2020, we, Don finally decided, um, this was like January 1st of 2020 I think on my before before everything hit the fan in the world everything everything yeah so I think on my LLC docs it says January 3rd of 2020 but January 1st was the day I was like officially decided like I'm gonna start my own business and it's just gonna be these clients who keep texting me and won't stop bugging me because I still haven't quite gotten over the liability thing, but I had a little bit more. Um, But really it was because Michael and this friend kept bugging me and my clients kept bugging me. And I was like, okay, let's just try this out. And I had a conversation with that friend who kept telling me to start my own firm. And she's like, why aren't you like, what's the block? What is the block? And I was like, I, I liked, because she knew I ran this other guy's business. And she's like, you already ran a business before you've done it. Um, and it wasn't, here's the thing is I got burnt out because I felt like he wasn't pulling his weight. It was less about running his business and more, I felt like I had dead weight on me. Um, well, I also think there's something to be said too, about being the person that's growing someone else's business when mm -hmm. they are checked out, when they are not showing appreciation, when you are still like being treated like an employee and not as like a partner and your value is being seen because been there, done that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I definitely, that like will burn you out super, super fast. And you're like, yeah. why am I doing this for someone else when I could technically be doing this for myself? Yeah. Well, and it wasn't even, I wanted to do it for myself, but I'm so glad that you can relate to that. Cause yeah, it was a, it was really painful for me to feel like I'm doing all of this work and yet I still have to check in and get his permission for things even though right. I know he'll say yes, but that's just the way the relationship works because I'm an employee, not a partner. So um, anyway, this friend and I, she was asking me like, what's the block? What's the block? Why haven't you started your business? And I was telling her like, yes, it's a liability thing, but also it's so comforting to know that if I have a question, I get to go to him and mm-hmm. find my answer. Like it's not, if, I, yeah, it was just feeling, I didn't want to get stuck with something I didn't know. And she goes, okay, Don, how many times in the last six months of you working there, did you have a question for him? And I was like, um, and I thought about it and I was like, none actually, (laughs) because he was so checked out. I literally learned to find everything myself. Like I know where to go to find the answers. I know how to read code. I like, I can do it. And she was laughing. She's like, all right, so you can't have that as a block anymore. Find a new block. Okay. But I love that you shared that. Cause I actually relate to that so much. I like 
today is not my day to share my story, but like, it took me like five years to like, actually like work up the courage to start a business. And that was my biggest block. I'm like, what if someone asked me a question that I don't know? What yeah. if a client like wants me to do something for them that I don't know how to do? And I, so I actually think that's a way more common block than what people would think. And mm-hmm. like, when you're starting your own business, you're like, but what if someone asked me something? I don't know. What if I don't know how to do something? And it's like, yeah. it was like that same advice given to me, like, well, when was the last time that happened? And it was like, well, I can't think of it. But then also like, what if like, so what? So what if that happened? That's well, what I was just going to say then, Lauren. Like, so what if that does happen? What do you do? Yeah. What's your you just, answer? Like, I figured it out. Figure it out. See, and I research, say, go tell Google. them. They're, well, there's sometimes, yeah, you can research. Client, like, I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. That's mine. Yeah. I'm like, if I don't know or I can't do that, I'm like, you know, I can't help with that. I can help with all of these other things though. And look how amazing it is that I can help with these other things. That specific question. I don't know. I will try to research with you and, or maybe I'll try to find a referral. But honestly, at the end of the day, it's their responsibility, not yours. If you tell them you don't do that, you don't know. Yeah. I, okay. So I'm super curious. Like, did you have any other big blocks about going all in on your business? Cause I also recognize that sometimes we're like, we make this decision. I'm starting a business, but then there's uh-huh. also this like other point where you're like, I'm all in on my business. I'm doing this. So like, what were some other blocks that you had as an emerging entrepreneur? Okay. So January, 2020, I decide I'm doing this, right? I start the business and then a few months pass by and business is blowing up. So I hire my sisters to help me because I needed extra support and hands on deck. And then my next biggest block came when I had to hire help, but it wasn't family help this time because my business, when I first started at January, 2020, it was just going to be a side hustle. I told you it was those clients. I was like, I'm just going to have a few clients. This is the perfect work from home mom job. My husband and I wanted to start a family soon. So I was like, I'm preparing for it. I'll be able to work from home, raise the babies. This will be just a little bit of a little side hustle, if you will, right? Because we yeah. all love calling our businesses side hustles. Side hustles. <laughs> and so it was my side hustle. And then it blew up and grew. And my next block came when I was getting overwhelmed and I needed to hire help. And hiring my sisters was not that big of a deal for me because there's just my sisters. Like it's still a side business. It's a little thing. They're in on it. Like how cool we get to work together. Um but the legitimacy of my business and swallowing that pill when I needed to hire employees and be a manager again, that was a fun block to work through. Yeah, I can imagine, especially like, I mean, not saying that your situation with your previous, the firm that you worked at and your boss was like traumatic, but maybe a little bit, it probably brought up some like trauma of like, the burnout, the things that you had to do as a manager that maybe weren't in alignment with you because you were still managing under someone else's like company culture and things of that nature. It was like, how do I show up as like, you didn't like, I'm sure you didn't like how you were like Dawn in that season. So you're like, wait, am I going to go back to being that Dawn or am I going to stay in this, this Dawn? (laughs) That's Exactly. You're reading my mind. I don't even think I've told you this part of the story, but that's exactly what happened, Lauren. And so 
luckily I had a business coach to help me work through this block because I don't know that I could have done it on my own because I didn't recognize that that specifically was the block is I was scared I was going to go back to that Dawn and I did not like who Dawn was when she was managing at that time because of all the stress that she was holding. Yeah, that makes so much sense. It was hard, but the tr- the reality is, is I get to manage in my own way and I don't have to be that same manager. And now I'm in charge and I get to set the culture and I don't have any stress coming at me from above. I don't have any dead weight on me. Like I, I get to set the precedence this time and it's yeah. been very freeing. I, I love all of that. Um, I'm curious because like, I feel like your business is in the way that it blew up is somewhat unusual. Like not everyone has that really fast success. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? Like, what was it that, like, what do you feel like attributed to that fast success? And was that exciting for you? Was that scary for you? Like, how did you handle it? And did you ever have to come back and like, think through your business and be like, what the crap am I doing? Because I feel like sometimes like all the time have really fast success. They're like, wait, what the crap am I doing? Everything's breaking inside. Like, I don't know what's happening right now. I just, I'm making a lot of money, but holy crap, like this business feels very fragile. Yeah, no, totally. That's the, you know, it's funny. So many people want big, fast, successful growth and I get it. Uh, of course you want that because that looks like success for you. So that's why we get to redefine success because reality was, is I was so overwhelmed for so long. And then I got a little bit burnt out again. Not totally. I, I knew the signs this time and I didn't want to get burnt out. So I pulled back before I could get burnt out. Um, but it was still a lot. And I felt like I made some big mistakes along the way because I didn't have space or capacity to do things the way that I could have done them if it had been slower, more thoughtful growth. Um, And that's not to say fast growth is a bad thing. Like it was still really good. I'm so grateful for it because I mean, (laughs) hearing my story, like it forced me, it forced me into the thing almost. Yeah. Um, and so I'm grateful for that aspect, that side of it, but yeah, there, there have been multiple moments where I was like, what am I doing? Am I even supposed to be doing this? And then almost immediately I get the ping of like, how can you be asking that Don? Like the results speak for themselves. You need to be here. You need to keep doing this. You need to keep pushing through. Um, was there like something that you felt like triggered that fast? growth was it just was like there's... what's your secret like do you have like a secret sauce I that like bl- no I blame two things one jokingly but also it's serious is I blame COVID is people were like oh COVID is happening I need to get my finances in order and I mm. during this time I didn't have a ton of clients like I did have enough so a lot of people weren't investing at this time because of COVID and things getting right. shut down, right? But what was happening is a bunch of PPP and EIDL grants. And so I oh, just got I to learn. That. Yeah. And I just got to learn and I got to serve, 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 serve. And that's how my audience grew was the free knowledge that I was serving. And I got so many people coming to me saying, my accountant doesn't know a thing about this. They can't help. They can't ask answer these questions. And 
to them, it's so stressful because it's like the government wants to give me free money and I don't know anything about it. And my accountant won't help. Can you help? And I was like, sure, let me help you. And I didn't charge at all for PPP stuff or EIDL stuff. Like I just, it was free services I was offering. Um, That's actually genius that you were able to recognize like really quickly this gap in the marketplace and you're like this is something new if I can get ahead of the game and learn as much about it and offer it as a free service like one you gave people so much comfort during such a stressful time in the world but of course like they're going to continue using you for like all your other paid services because you went above and beyond to help them in this moment of need right and I didn't even do it as a strategy it was just there's this thing that's, that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's just who I am. No, but it is. It's just who you are. But also, yeah, a thing that's happening. And it's so what am I going to do? Of course, I'm not going to ignore it. Like, that's not who I am. I don't ignore things. I'm a very proactive person. And so for me, it was less about, hey, I'm serving these people for free and more like, as your accountant, I will always be updated on the latest knowledge. Like, I'm constantly learning and researching. And so is my team. And if anything happens, we're going to be there for you. And we're going to give you answers to your questions. And we're going to do our best to serve. We might not always have the capacity to do these free services, though. So it was less about the free and more about me being proactive and in the know. So, But I will say, like, even though you're like, it wasn't strategic, like my accountant that I was using at that time, because I didn't know you in 2020, like didn't mm-hmm. know anything about that, nor was he super familiar with like online business. And that's kind of like how everyone was transitioning was into online business because they had to be innovative right? during that time. And so, yeah, like I definitely think even though it's not strategic, like I definitely think that's such a key lesson, you know, at any time in our business, can we look at our industry and recognize gaps that yes. you know, needs that need to be fulfilled and how can we step up and be like, I can do that, whether we charge for it or not, like how can we show up and fill that gap, which builds trust super quickly, especially if you're like one of the few that are doing those things or those services. Yes, which I did notice there was a big gap in the accounting industry with young female accountants. Like that's just not a thing. In fact, that was one of my, I felt like an imposter running my own firm because you don't see young female accountants running firms. Like you might see, I will say you might see like contracted bookkeepers. That's a thing, but young female accountants running their own accounting and tax firm, you don't see that. And I felt like an imposter showing up until I realized that's my strength market that. And that's another thing that helped it blow up. Well, I think you're just like, people are magnetized to you. Like this digital era of entrepreneurship is strongly led by young female entrepreneurs. And so of course they want to hire another female entrepreneur who is running her business digitally and who also understands like the nuances of digital entrepreneurship versus traditional business. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And a young female entrepreneur, I mean, it doesn't matter that I'm a young female entrepreneur, but an accountant who doesn't talk over you in accounting lingo and instead talks at you, talks with you about your business. Like that was one of the things that I got so many comments on in the beginning. Um, And I was like, oh, this isn't 
how does your accountant talk to you? You know, like I'm just having a right. normal conversation with you. Of course, like this is my expectation for this conversation. Um, so I think really in the beginning, that was something that stood out to me. I had multiple conversations about that. And I was like, okay, so have more confidence on show your face, market yourself. Cause that's as much as you thought it was your weakness, that's actually your superpower right now. Play into that. I love that. Okay. So you actually had a pretty unique start into becoming an entrepreneur. Like I think traditional, like, okay, one went to college, changed your major. Like that's, I think pretty standard and normal discovering yourself, trying to figure out what to do. I think it's pretty unique that you went from your first like internship turned into full-blown management job into entrepreneurship though. Like, I don't think that people jump that quickly. And I mean, you and I, I actually am like six years older than you, I think too. So like, like at least I think just digital entrepreneurship has made, has made like the barrier to entry of starting your own business so much lower for people. Mm -hmm. So maybe there is just, it is more common to be like, oh, I can make money online. And then of course, like with COVID, people were totally reinventing the wheel, raising their standards for like how they wanted to be treated in business as an employer or whatever. Yeah. But I do still think that you have a pretty unique story and that you jumped into entrepreneurship rather quickly, had very fast success. And now like you're running a full on business with a team. And I know for a fact that you're not fully into the day-to-day stuff of the tax accounting and bookkeeping. Like your team does that. And you've kind of transitioned into money coach, financial coach, like mentor, advisor. So tell me a little bit about that journey. How did you kind of get exposed to the coaching world? Like, what did that transition look like and why? Like, why did you decide this is the next thing for me and my brand? Um, I decided, I know every time you ask a question, I like start with the last one first. Cause I was like, that was the no, last that's one. Totally I fine. can remember it, <laughs> but I started with it because that block that I said about hiring a team, like that, that was such a game changer. That was such a critical move in my business. And I'm sure I I'm a capable person. I'm sure I would have gotten over that hurdle eventually, but it probably would have been a lot slower and a lot harder without a business coach. And so I am so grateful for my business coach, Tara Kirby. She's the one who helped me through that. And she's, she's still like, quote unquote, my business coach, but much more of a friend role now. However, I know if I ever need to go to her or hire her for coaching session, I can. And I very much appreciate the space she holds for me, but she's done a remarkable thing with opening up my eyes to the coaching world by actually being in my business and coaching me through things and then taking it a step further and like teaching me how to coach myself. And I feel like that's something, I think that's a skill that everyone needs to have is learning how to coach yourself. In fact, this is a fun side tangent. Well, no, we're talking about my team. So this makes sense. Um, next year I am going to get all of my team certified as business coaches because I love that. I want them to be able to coach each other. I want them to coach their clients, but mostly I want them to coach themselves. Like, yes. It's been such a game changer. Such an incredible, I think it's such an incredible skill. I've worked with Tara as well. Tara also has become a friend. She's, Mm -hmm. she's very gifted at what she does. Like 
one, she's very gifted at being able to see people's potential. Yes. She's gifted at helping you see that vision for yourself without her necessarily telling you what that vision is. Yep. Um, maybe a little psychic in that sense. Like she can yes. see what's, what's possible for you and has a way of pulling that, getting you to pull that out yourself. And then she also, Tara is a very, like, she's very good at connecting people, which I, I mean, if it weren't for Tara, you and I would be friends. So thank you, Tara. If you're listening to this, we love you so stinking much. You're amazing. So yeah, I love so... that you're getting your people coach certified though. Cause I do think it's such an important skill. Right. Life coaching, yeah. business coaching, like all of it. No, it's helped me. I I have not had many paying clients for business coaching. Um, I don't really have the space for it, so I don't totally market it. Every once in a while I'm like, hey, I have one spot. Um, but I just don't have I typically have one client at a time for that. The people who I coach are my team and myself. And the so learning to be a coach has really helped with that. Um, for well, anyone who helped you with your leadership style and exactly. being the manager that you want to be, not the manager who you defaulted to Def- with no skills. Exactly. So that's why, like my pitch is for anyone, if you're managing a team, please go learn how to be a business coach. And, or if you're a service provider working one-on-one with clients, go learn how to be a business coach because, and this was another reason I got it was, I talk to my clients about money all the time. People have a lot of feelings connected to money. Like it's just a very emotional subject. I mean, just a few, just a few feelings. <laughs> just a few. <laughs> um, not like this whole spectrum of every emotion where we go from stressed to elated in one second. Yeah, or seriously. Vice versa. But no, so it was one of those things of like, I did it to help my clients, but really more so it's helped me and my team. So the business coaching was because I wanted to help. I wanted to get to the root of problems. Like if clients weren't doing certain things that we had set out, set goals for them to do, I was like, there's a deeper issue. What is that? And as much as- Like avoiding their bookkeeping, avoiding tracking their income. Like you're like, we need to get to the root of why you're not delivering your taxes to me on time. I cannot do my job if you don't do yours. Yeah. Yeah, we would, I mean, we created these plans. We would write out, it's black and white of transfer this much money to your personal bank account and this much money to your savings account and stuff wouldn't happen and they would not have enough money for tax savings. And I was like, I wonder why we told you all along, but you know, like the problem wasn't about them not transferring. The problem was what feelings are behind this or what this story was this creating and so business Dare coaching, to even log into their bank accounts and do the thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> look at the, the money there. Yeah. And so business coaching really helped me help them get to the root of those feelings. Like I knew there was a deeper issue, but like asking the sorts of questions to get to that without just like accusing them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's how I got into coaching. And I just, I have fallen in love with it. It's such an amazing tool. Um, and so I think that's why I'm so proud to call myself like a business coach or a money coach is because of how powerful it is to me in my life. Um, and, and yeah, it's just totally transformed and changed the game for me. So what was the question Did that answer it? No. Yeah. You totally answered it. I think one of the 
the thing that I took away from this part of our conversation that I think is so important is as entrepreneurs, like we typically get into business because we have a zone of genius around something like, so for you, you're like accounting, no problem. I can do taxes all day long. Yeah. But as our business grows, it's going to require more of us in order for us to sustain and be successful. So as you are getting into the space of like, okay, I need to hire someone that's like not a relative who I actually need to show up for as a legitimate boss. Like Mm -hmm. that was like not a skill that had been fully developed, like had exposure to it. Right. But it was like not fully developed. And so I love that you found ways to invest in your personal development and skill development, because at the end of the day, like not everyone comes into entrepreneurship being skilled at sales or skilled at marketing or skilled at management or like whatever, but those are like, they're necessary necessary for you to learn. So I think that's, yeah, just a good little takeaway there. And I'll say about management. uh, What I'll say about management is that I'm very open-minded about it. I'm constantly telling my team, like, I'm here to listen to you. I'm here for your well-being. Um, so tell me if there's something you need, tell me if there's something we can change. Um, and I send out like employee questionnaires on just like what's working well and what's not working well. Like give it to me straight because I don't know what I don't know. Like I'm learning how to be a manager, just like you're learning how to be managed by me. Um, yeah. so I keep an open mind about all things. Like you just said, someone can go into entrepreneurship and not know about sales. That's fine. Keep an open mind about it. Learn about it. Ask questions. Yeah. So just get curious. Staying curious, I think is such, um, an important thing in business because when the moment that you feel like you have it figured out and you know it all, like, I think you're like missing out on opportunity. Totally. Like constantly being curious is something at least that has been really like key for me. Like, Oh, is there a better way to do this or whatever? Um, okay. So we are now at the point you're, uh, you're a certified business coach. Your business is booming. You have a great team. Now we're going to throw in a little wrench into your entrepreneurial (laughs) journey. You're pregnant with Raylan and like, you're a mom for the first time you have this new beautiful baby. So talk me through what that transition was like of being, a being able to like work your business, like 24 seven nonstop. Like that was your, that was your baby Mm -hmm. to now transitioning into motherhood and balancing all the things. Uh, yes, that was a really fun wrench because I feel like I'm just now, I mean, it's been a couple months, but like maybe it took me like 14 months. I'll say that 14 months. (laughs) to finally feel like I had it together again. Um, so now that I'm over that hurdle, looking back, my maternity leave was a wreck. It wasn't actually a wreck. Like I took some weeks off, but I was still at that point, the last person, like I signed off on tax returns. And so when I went on my maternity Mm. leave, there were tax returns that were done that I needed to review, but I was like, I just had a baby and I'm not in the mental state to actually review that. Like physically I could sit down at my computer and I could find time, 
but mentally I tried and I'm like, I'm not checked in to be reviewing this and signing it off. So yeah, they waited a few weeks and luckily I have the best clients ever. Like honestly can't thank them enough for being so patient with me. Um, cause they waited and same with some bookkeeping clients is I had my right hand girl, Brandy, she and I were best friends in grad school. She was, she is not was, she is amazing. And she's a licensed CPA. She can do so much, um, but she's still learning about my business and she's still learning about taxes and bookkeeping, like even to this day. So at that moment, this is almost a year and a half ago. She didn't know as much as she does know now. Whereas now I feel right. like she probably could do all of those things. Um, but no, it was a big learning experience of like, as much as I thought I had set myself up for success because I had a team, I realized I didn't set myself up for success because my team still relied on me. Yeah. So once I got back from maternity leave and, and this is all part of the growing process, right? Like growing pains are a real thing. And yeah, once I got back, one of those, since that was such a big growing pain is I started trying to do better at taking time to train my team to do the things so that I could step out. And now where I'm at is I am stepped out. I have stepped out of like the day-to-day trench. I call it in the trenches, like doing the bookkeeping, doing the taxes. My team does all of that now. I'm there and I can, I'm plenty capable to do it. I mean, some days I'm like, can I, do I remember this? (laughs) I'm a little rusty, (laughs) but like, I can do it, but I am the backup plan instead of the the person doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember distinctly, I don't know, Raylan was probably a few months old. And I remember distinctly you and I having a boxer conversation and you're like, I, I'm feeling overwhelmed right now because I literally have to be the one that does these things. And I was yeah. like, and you're like, no one on my team knows how to do it. And I don't have time to train yes. my team on how to do it. And I was like, Don, this is what we're going to do. You are going to do the work, but when you do it, you're going to be on zoom. You're going to share your screen and you are going to record it. And then you're going to drop it in your folder and be like, the next time this needs to be done, this is what I want you to do. I want you to watch this training, learn it, like do it. I'll approve it and make sure it was done right. <laughs> and like, you know, I have built a full fledged training program for my team now. And half of those videos I'm in my bed in my pajamas. <laughs> yeah. I love it. But like, so what, that's when I was getting the work done. So you're exactly right. That was a brilliant idea. And thank you so much that zoom records because that's how I trained everyone. So What is, I guess, like, kind of like wrapping up this conversation, like, what, um, what are you like, really excited about? Like, what's exciting to you to come? And then I would love for you to just kind of like leave a, a piece of advice for our listeners. Like if you could drop some golden advice to (laughs) all the moms out there who are building businesses or all the women that are like. Maybe they're not even moms, but women that are just like in entrepreneurship, in the depths of it, like what advice would you share? So first your vision, what's, what are, okay. what are you excited about? And mm-hmm. then like, what is that piece of advice that you have? Okay. 
my vision. I'm very excited for this part. I was hoping you'd ask a question like this because I was fighting starting a business for a long time. I was fighting the growth for a long time, right? And then I was just kind of in neutral zone. And just recently I've stepped into like acceptance, which I know sounds so silly. Like I'm almost three years into my business, which is mind blowing. And I'm just now accepting like, okay, let's do this. (laughs) Show me what you got. I'm all in. Let's go. Yeah, it sounds so silly, but no, like, it doesn't actually. It doesn't, but I get it. So I'm all in now and I'm just ready for growth because I have I had this realization kind of recently of like, hey, working women, not just working moms, I mean especially working moms, but like working women is so I don't know. That just resonates with me so much. And I have to say, I think it's because I grew up in a household. My mom provided for us. Um, My dad's health is literally all over the board and he just has a million diseases. We can get into that another day, but like my mom provided and we grew up in a home where she worked and it was such a rarity in our community and in our religion to have her be the provider. And I've always looked up to her for that. And so I think that's part of the reason that it resonates with me so much, but like working women, I have such a passion for, and I mean, look at my business now, like we typically work with female entrepreneurs. We hire our whole team is female. Yeah. And I have, that's not, I've interviewed males, but everyone we've ended up hiring who feels right. It's women. And so I'm just like on this path now of like accepting it. And we, my big goal is to just create the best environments, the best lives through coaching, through work, through the right community for women. So that means the people that we serve are people who want that kind of support. The people who we hire are people who want like the coaching, the community inside of their work environment. the flexibility that comes with that. We are all part-time workers because we, I mean, even our employees who don't have kids, they work part-time because there are other things in life that they want to be enjoying. Like they have other priorities. And so I think that's just, that's really my goal is I see us having a big team of female of working females who support other working female entrepreneurs. And like, we're setting ourselves up for that. We have a training program now for our bookkeepers. We're working on one for our tax preparers. And then I'm working on a leadership program because I want all of the people in our team to have different leadership opportunities as well inside of the business. And so there's like an actual like vision. I don't, I don't have the notebook right here or I totally show you, but like I have a chart of how it's going to look and who's reporting to who and who's talking to who. And like, it's going to be set up for so much support and growth. And that's another thing too, is I want all these people to feel uber supported. So our clients, I want them to know that they always have so much support, which means employing good, smart, strong, communicative to communicative people like and then with our team I want their like 
upline to be so supportive. They know who they're talking to. Their coworkers are supportive. Their manager's supportive. Their lead is supportive. Like I just, all the support, all the community, all the education, all the freedom, all the space, set your own hours, work from home. That's just, that's my vision. And I'm really excited to be able to employ. I feel so honored that I get to employ people. Like what a cool thing. Yes. To create that oh, community just, for them. Yeah. I love that you said that. What a tramp, like what a 180 from where you were terrified to employ people to now you're like, it's such an honor to be able to provide jobs. Like if that does not show the growth and transformation you've had in your own entrepreneurial journey, like, I don't know what does. Thank you. Because you were in a space before where you're like, this is not happening to, I'm so honored. Like, yeah, you get to create jobs for women and not only like jobs, but jobs that actually impact their lives in a positive way. Jobs yeah. that are in alignment with allowing them to fulfill all of their roles that they yeah. have. Like, mm-hmm. I want to come work for you now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, but I just, and on the client side, like I am a client of you, your company, like that you can tell the culture that's being fostered by you just because your people are so great to work with. They are knowledgeable. They're responsive. They're proactive. Like they like are really encouraging. They explain things in like layman's terms for those of us that are like, I'm like, I don't know. Did I, what, what is that? Can you tell me where to find (laughs) out that information? I don't know. Like, so yeah, you're doing a beautiful job. Thank you so much. I mean, we're going to work on our systems because that that's one of our, that is something that I'm like, we outgrew our systems a while ago, but like, there's always going to be room for growth. And here, I guess this can be my little nugget is like, there will always be room for growth, but just keep growing anyway, like keep growing, yeah. keep doing, keep trying. Um, and it doesn't have to be perfect. I love it. Thank you so much, Dawn. It was so fun. I learned some fun things about you that I didn't know. And I actually, I was actually reminded of a few things. I was like, oh my gosh, this is one of the things that Dawn and I connected on, like one of our weird little things that we had in common. So, so fun chatting with you today. I hope our listeners like really enjoyed getting to know Dawn behind the scenes. And um, this was so much fun. So thank you so much. Thanks, Lauren. Okay. We'll talk to all of you guys very soon. If you love this episode, come say hi to Dawn on our Instagram page. Um, Let us know what you loved and we will talk to you guys very, very soon. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the She Gets It podcast. We know how important it is to have someone who just gets it no matter what season of life or business you are navigating. If you haven't already, come make our friendship official and say hi to us on the gram. We love hearing from you and would love to have you be part of our community. Our IG links are in the show notes to make it super easy to find us. And of course, if you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by subscribing to the podcast, leaving a review and sharing it with one of your business besties. Until next time.